0: CHAPTER 47 OF NED FRANKS, OR THE CHRISTIANS' PANOPLY. THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. THE WEDDING The merry church bells gave out a sound very unlike knell when they rang on the following morning for the bridal of Persis and Ned. Both were greatly beloved in the village, and had the wedding been from the hall instead of from the cottage, it could not have awakened more interest the church was crowded with people the jovial carpenter had left his lathe the bustling laundress her washing every face had a kindly look every soul a sincere good wish as the good vicar joined the hands of those whose hearts were already united all the path from the church to the cottage was strewn with wild flowers by the village children primroses violets and cowslips and in the cottage itself was spread out many a kindly wedding-gift, from the beautiful Bible presented by the vicar's lady, to the little marker of plated paper made for the bride by Benoni. Isaacs and his son had taken care of old Mead while the marriage took place, but they were both guests at the wedding-feast. Isaacs' pale, thoughtful face was the only grave one there. Was not Father good to forgive me all my naughtiness yesterday? whispered benoni to ned's young niece nora peel who was one of the brightest and happiest of the party but i can't quite forgive myself for does he not look sad and ill i don't think he slept last night for whenever i awoke for a minute i saw him sitting at the table with his hand pressed over his eyes nora who was of a kindly temper wished to cheer the poor jew who must feel lonely she thought in the midst of happy christians she purposely seated herself beside him and tried to chase away his sadness nora soon found that the best subject to rouse his interest was the praise of the bride i love her with all my heart said nora she's the only one in the world whom i think worthy of uncle ned i can't tell you all the good that she has done in her quiet way there's my poor friend sophie for instance whose heart was breaking with trouble She has been a different being since she knew dear Persis. "'What was her trouble?' asked Isaacs. "'Oh, poor Sophie had many troubles. A bad father, transported for forgery, her mother had died long ago. Poor Sophie lost her health and her sight, and must always have lived in the workhouse, had not dear Persis managed to get her into an asylum in London.' "'Will she be able to stay there?' asked Isaacs. I fear not, replied Nora, gravely, and I don't know what she'll do when she comes out, for though Sophie has learned to plate and to read with her fingers, it will be a hard matter for a blind girl to earn her living in the world. Is it that good-for-nothing Sophie Puller as you're a-talking of? cried Nora's mother, Bessie Peel, who chanced to sit near. Oh, mother, please don't call her that. Sophie is a good girl now. She has changed her character as well as her name her name cried mrs peel in surprise yes did i never tell you her aunt in london found her out and told her that puller wasn't her father's real name only he'd taken it for some reason best known to himself he used to live in birmingham and then he was called peter claymore norah was astonished by the sudden start given by the jew at her side she thought that it must be caused by some sharp shoot of pain He soon, however, resumed the conversation, and asked Nora various questions about Sophie and her father, until the attention of both was called off by the vicar, rising to propose that before separating all should unite in a prayer for a blessing on the bridegroom and bride. No one, perhaps, joined more heartily in that prayer than Isaac's, the son of Israel, and even in that hour of their deep delight he had a place in the earnest supplications of Persis Franks, And her sailor husband. End of chapter forty seven.